2: Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs.
0: He's Alex Ferrario, I'm Brandon Kylie. it's BK and Ferrario on 101 ESPN. It's my favorite time of the week. It is time to go out to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. Happy to be joined by the host of Scoops with Danny Mack, Cardinals broadcaster as well. He is Dan McLaughlin. Dan, always appreciate the time, man. How you doing today? Favorite time of the week, huh? You believe that, Dan? You guys don't mean it. You mean the world to me, Dan, and I always enjoy having you on and we appreciate your time. So, Dan, earlier today... We talked about the Cardinals rotation plans because I think we all kind of know the way that it's set up for this upcoming season, whether whether or not they bring back Adam Wainwright. We started looking kind of towards 2022 because I think
1: that's... Well, you, well, let's get through 2021. Listen, Can we
2: just have a season? Hey, listen, we're optimists, Dan. We believe 2021 is going to be a regular season.
0: How many games are we going to get in? 162. I love it. Probably closer to like 120. <laughs> um, so KK's a free agent after next year. Carlos likely going to be a free agent after next year. Waino probably no, will be a
1: free agent next year.
0: Okay. Waino uh, likely will be gone, done, retired at that point. So going into 2022, Dan, for some of our listeners, who do you think would be the options for the rotation at that point with Hudson potentially back, Flaherty and Michaelis obviously being kind of the three stalwarts that you'd expect?
1: Well, I'd have to say that Thompson would be a, a potential option. I would have to say Livator more than likely would be an option. Alex Reyes would be uh, somebody off the top of my head, would be an option. There's a lot of guys that they have. I mean, you got Gomber, you got Daniel Ponce de Leon. Uh, Cardinals can get creative with that, but I would really look at the first three that I mentioned especially Libitor with as much as they have given up. And you know they're going to try to show that they gave up something and want to get something massive in return. Uh, when you think of what Randy Rosarena is now doing in Tampa Bay, and we'll see if that continues this year. But as we speak uh, coming off this offseason, I would think Matthew Libitor would be the guy that would be somebody that, that fits into that rotation spot. And I really did find it interesting what Mo said in his Zoom call last week, which was, Hey, we we think that Matthew Libitor might even see some time this year. That that took me off guard. I I did not anticipate that. But that would be potentially maybe one of those late-season call-ups that you hear about. And Zach Thompson, guys, when I saw him in spring training – I was even a little bit surprised that we didn't even see him uh, last year as good as he was in spring training. Now, albeit he's had, what, 15 professional innings, I get it, but he's got the college pedigree. Some guys make that jump, but he was fantastic in spring training last year. And with the way that everybody needed innings and trying to be careful with arms – um, you know, you throw out the book in 2020 and just try to get through the season. So uh, I would say that those would be out of that trio. Those are, the, you know, those three guys would be people that I would look towards in 2022.
0: Does that change at all the need For Adam Wainwright in 2021, Dan, that's kind of the reason why I wanted to get into this because uh, suddenly you're kind of having a numbers crunch in a good way, right? It's good to have good options, but it's similar to what you have in the outfield where there's only so many at-bats out there and there's only so many starts to go around with the rotation. Does it kind of make you want to see what Gomber or Ponce could do this year so that way we know before then including guys like Libertor and Thompson in the rotation going into 2022?
1: Well, you haven't mentioned Michaelis, and I think you got to feel very comfortable with what you have in him coming back this year with his health. Now, John Moselock did mention last week that he had been hanging around in St. Louis and visiting with the medical team, was at Bush Stadium, and by all accounts has been healthy. I, I think that's part of the equation, and if he's healthy enough to give you, let's say we do have a 162-game season, and Alex, I'd love your positivity towards that. That's right, direction. Danny. That's right, and we see 30 starts out of Michaelis, and you don't sign Wainwright, then that lessens the blow. If not, you've got a couple of spots that you've got to fill with Wainwrights being one of them, and then, uh, you know, I, I think then you, then all bets are off. Then I think there there does come a time where you've got to look at, at bringing back Adam Wainwright on some kind of insane, uh, incentive-laden deal.
2: So, Dan, I'm curious. I want to stick with the pitching one more because uh, this season the Cardinals obviously are wanting to know what they have in a couple of pitchers. I'm going to give you four names and tell me in terms of this season how you view the importance of learning who they are and the most or the least important. So, Carlos Martinez, Alex Reyes, Ponce de, uh, Ponce de Leona, and, and uh, Austin Gomber.
1: Well, I, I think Martinez is still <laughs> – it shouldn't be this way, but I talked about it with Randy this morning um, – I think he has to reestablish himself again if he wants to be a starter. It's, it's he's going to have to come out guns a blazing in spring training and and blow the the lights away and blow the doors off so to speak and and say to everybody, I'm here and I'm I'm so impressive, you cannot keep me out of the rotation. But I, I thought at the end of last season his velocity was down. And his ERA as a starter and reliever going into last season was about the same, surprisingly. But I like him in the back end of games, and that also dovetails into what's my availability with Jordan Hicks, what do I feel comfortable with in the back end of games. Austin Gomber, to me, is a starter. I I would pencil him in in my rotation. Daniel Ponce de Leon is enticing, but at one point last year, he was down in the minor leagues, and then out of necessity, you had to bring him back up. Now, he did pitch well. And I think that, you know, you've got something there. It's just a matter of trying to figure it all out and piece it all together. But it's really been up and down. Alex Reyes is a wild card with this. And as long as he's healthy, and that's always been the question with him, and finally I felt like he was letting it loose last year and so exciting with triple digits and his stuff is so nasty. It's just a matter of can he be consistent every fifth day. If you get consistency out of him every fifth day, He's in your rotation, and he's a number one or a number two. He's that good. He's that dominant. Um, Then you find out more about him going into next season, which is kind of what you're trying to figure out with your outfielders too that's what I think you're figuring out about Alex Reyes as well.
0: We're talking to Danny Mac here on 101 ESPN Dan, another place, speaking of figuring out what you have third base is a spot that I've kind of been focusing on lately because as much as we've talked about adding the corner outfield bat and the left-hander that can mash right-handed pitching, it's crowded out there right now. And until they get the DH, it just seems unlikely to me that they're going to be able to add somebody. Hopefully we get that DH, but at third base, it's something that we haven't really talked a whole lot about, but right now, the only guy that's returning that could take those at-bats is Matt Carpenter. Is there any other option right now in the system, in your opinion, that could also, whether it be a platoon or just spelling Matt Carpenter, is there somebody else internally that they could turn to at for at-bats at third base right now?
1: Well, I think you have to look at Tommy Edmund and then look at somebody else at second base. Okay. Um, You know, I think that would be one of the options that that Tommy gives you with his flexibility, especially if Carpenter is struggling. You could put Tommy there, and then even Edmundo Sosa could give you at-bats at at third base. I, I really like Sosa. I don't know what happened to him physically. I thought he had a very good spring. This time last year, he was tearing up winter ball and was finally showing power to where it caught the eyes of the Cardinals in their front office and then showed it in spring training. When you look at him defensively, he can flat-out pick it, guys. I mean, he's as good defensively as the Cardinals have on their middle infield or even at third base. So defensively, you're not going to lose a lot. As a matter of fact, you might gain in some spots. So that is a plus. It's just a matter of seeing what he can do offensively. He's just never gotten that shot. I don't know the answer to this. I don't know if he was hit with COVID because um, some of the guys were quiet about it uh, during the season. Um, so I'm not sure what happened exactly with that. I'm sure we'll get more answers if we get to get to go to spring training, but I think that would be an internal option. And then depending on where Nolan Gorman is, by the end of the season, maybe he's one of those guys you get a a little surprise with and gets a call up. Now, Gorman is the modern player. He's going to give you some strikeouts, but he's going to walk into some power, and that's the, the modern player of 2020, especially at a corner spot. So maybe that is something that you buy some time with, even with Carpenter, if he struggles, getting you to Nolan Gorman.
2: Dan, it's not if we get to spring training, it's when we get to spring I training. I love that. Come on, I buddy. love to hear that. Come on, buddy. I don't
1: want to hear that we're not going to play 52 games.
0: Is Montero an option for you, Dan?
1: Not yet. I think he's got to develop some more. Um, I know he's a prospect, and I know that they like him, but uh, from what I saw in spring training, in my opinion, BK, not yet.
2: So, Dan, let me ask you then about Andrew Kisner because I know a lot of people are curious about this, and especially with the news of Yachty not being happy with the offer that the Cardinals gave him. How are we supposed to view this catcher? Because we've been told that he can be a number one guy but then there's Yvonne Herrera and the need to bring Yachty back, and if there's no Yachty to go out on the free agent market, I feel like we're getting a lot of mixed signals.
1: Well, then it's time to find out, isn't it, about Kisner, kind of like the outfielders, too. I would have thought that a truncated season in 60 games may have been your time to find out about Andrew Kisner, especially with weeders hobbling around with one leg and not hitting. <laughs> but that wasn't the case, and you had definitely the need with 11 doubleheaders, and yet he didn't play. Um, so maybe they didn't feel he was ready. Now, from what I saw, he he has gotten better, way better defensively. Matter of fact, in summer camp, he had one inning in which he had two caught stealings of two of the fastest players the Cardinals have. Now, take that for what it is. It's summer camp, and he caught. I think it was Tyler O'Neill and Colt Long, and, and caught stealings but I don't know the inner workings enough because I didn't see him play enough of, and, ta- and I didn't have enough contact with being able to have private conversations of how is he calling a game, how is he managing his staff, which is something that will come into play with this. Um, There's some that believe that he can hit at this level, and that's what's carried him to this level, and that's why they made him switch position because they want to see him hit and believe he can develop into a catcher. Herrera, they believe, is probably a year and a half, two years away. And what I've seen with him is he's pretty darn good. He's he's going to be good. And that's why it's another checkbox in the Yachty Yes coming back market of a year and an option or two years and kind of bridging the gap. But uh, if not, internally, Kisner would be the guy.
0: We're talking to Danny Mack here on 101 ESPN. Scoops with Danny Mack is his show. You can hear it weekdays, 10 to 11 o'clock right here on 101 ESPN. Also, com. Dan, last question that I had for you. Uh, yesterday I was listening to, to an interview with Bill DeWitt Jr., And he said, quote, this coming year, we're going to learn a lot about the young outfielders. That was kind of the money quote that I took from it. I am curious from your perspective, just if you if I get you to go into your uh, magic eight ball right now, what do you think happens with the outfield? Do you think they add to this mix or do you think they go into next season with the guys that we have right now to find out once and for all what they can actually bring to the table?
1: Well, I I think if they re-sign, depending on the price tag on Yachty and Waino, if they come back, then that limits what they're going to spend in other places. If they don't, then potentially they could. Now, some of the guys that I thought that they might get, Hunter Renfro, David Dahl, are off the market now, Dahl in in particular. Um, If they stay status quo, I think one of the things that they would look at is platooning potentially, say that if you have Bader facing right-handed pitching, he sits, you could put somebody else in center, probably Dylan Carlson, and then give Tyler O'Neal a crack at at playing left field and find out what you have there. And then also Lane Thomas and let those guys fight out. And if somebody gets hot, let them ride the hot hand. The problem is uh, O'Neal has kind of gone the wrong direction when he's got a chance to play in OPS and slug. Um, obviously we all think that Dylan Carlson's a pretty darn good player. We saw that the second time he's coming up. Bader, against right-handed pitching, has not had success. That's just flat out the way it's been in the minor leagues and the major leagues. But against left-handed pitching, there's there's something there, and he's elite defender. So th- they all have a skill set. It's just trying to figure out if one of them can take off. But I, to answer your question, BK, I, I think it comes down to the first two guys I mentioned, Yachty and Wayno. And if you don't sign them, then do you allocate those funds to the outfield?
0: Dan, you're the absolute best, my friend. We look forward to seeing you tomorrow. I know you're pulling double duty right now. People will hear you 7 to 10 o'clock on Care Currence Moment and then on your show as well from 10 to 11, Scoops with Danny Mack. Always appreciate the time, man. All the best to you and the fam.
2: All right, guys. Thanks. You got it.